welcome to Conversations with Achievers. I'm your host, Robert Wright. I'm a mentor to owners, executives, and their teams, and CEO of Extraordinary People, LLC. I work with people that want to create extraordinary business performance with less stress, more joy, and more personal fulfillment. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn from your peers as we explore what it takes in terms of attitudes, habits, and behaviors that achieve extraordinary results. Results for yourself, for your family, and your community. Hello, Robert White here, and welcome to Conversations with Achievers. As we often do have, we have a great achiever uh, who's joining us today to talk a bit about his life, his business, and the world according to Sam Moses. Sam is the founder and CEO of Sock Rates, and uh, which, uh, you know, kind of a wordplay on Socrates that I just love. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. You know, uh, I'm like everybody. I go to conferences. I have clients. I also, uh, you know, do events and uh, use uh, gifts. Uh, you know, I, I've spent 23 years in Asia in my working life where it's a gift-giving culture. So I'm kind of tuned to gifts. People like them and people complain about them, and but they really like them. Um, I'm the same. And when yeah. I uh, first found out about you, I was absolutely fascinated. You know, I, I want to give you an opportunity at the end of the show to talk about uh, your business and, and how people can connect with you. But how about sure. a quick introduction to uh, custom socks? I love them. Sure. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely a niche that not everybody's heard of. Um, but when you think about it and when I explain it, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Um, so we are in the custom sock business and that's specifically custom socks um, and specifically making socks for companies, whether it's a tech company or a banking company or a um, uh, you know consumer goods company or really any company, even you know, a dental office or a doctor's office. We make custom socks and what we do is we take their brand, something that they're very proud of, and we use their brand to design a high quality fashionable sock with a custom label that's branded to them. So it's a full retail looking proper product that's something you would buy in a store. Um, and this is a gift that once produced, they would be able to give out to their customers um, kind of like as a thank you for doing business. It's something that has high utility where kind of like people are using them. Uh, it's at the top of the sock drawer, obviously. Um, and it has a long life. So it's a product that you say thank you. It's a thank you product. Um, it is relatively inexpensive, uh, but it has very high perceived value. Um, and the most important thing is that it actually is being used by the, by the end user that you've given it to. And also important, of course, is that it can incorporate your brand in a very classy way. So you're not just taking your name, your company name, and slapping it all over the place. You're creating a retail-looking product that somebody would have bought in a store using your brand. So if your brand is, say, um, American Express, okay, so we use the colors of American Express, and we brand the sock, and it's as if you walked into a store and bought the sock. But this is something that American Express would give out for free. So it's a tool that companies are using to express their thank you to their customers or to use it as a way to 
incite a customer to do more business with them. You know, Sam, years ago, a client uh, gifted me with a ticket to one of these all-day motivational leadership training kinds of events with a variety of speakers. And I went to hear the late uh, Colin Powell, uh, you know, the uh, uh, four or five-star general plus secretary of state, you know, an incredible guy. Uh, and he was speaking on leadership. I, I felt privileged to be there and it was a great speech. But the big surprise was hearing that marketing guy, Seth Roden, you know, the guy, he's got bigger ears than Barack Obama. That's what I remember about him. But <laughs> Seth was brilliant. And I, and you know, you, that's the kind of thing where I think most of us don't remember much. But I remember that he took the word remarkable and split it into two uh, words, remarkable, about the importance of standing out of building a personal brand or a corporate brand. And he said it in a way that I got it, that I'd never really gotten it before. And of course he branded himself by doing that. And maybe his bald head and his ears are part of his brand. But uh, I, I think uh, we're all looking for how to be remarkable. Uh, yeah. To get people talking about us, that's, that's terrific. Uh, look, you, uh, you've created this incredible you know, a little bit sexy business, I think. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to uh, being founding and, and being a CEO. Sure. So I came out of business school, you know, 22 years old. I went to business school up in Canada in a well-known business school where I was with in the room, very like-minded people, not, not necessarily all entrepreneurs, but definitely people who are interested in business and love to talk about business. So that helped me a lot. Um, growing up, I would always talk about business and some of my friends were maybe like, you know, talking too much business, um, and they were talking sports or other things. Um, and I was kind of very heavy on business. Um, so when I went to business school and, and I was in the room with like-minded people definitely helped kind of like propel me, uh, in the direction that I wanted to go. Um, I then started working for a management consulting firm and, and that was important because it got me exposure to lots of different types of businesses and being able to analyze them kind of like from a bird's eye view um, and being, being able to look at businesses and say, okay, strategically, you know, this is something that they can do better. This is something that they, they're strong in, and this is some opportunity for them. I did that for a few years, and then I moved into market research where I was doing studies um, for a big company back then. You've probably heard of the name BlackBerry, um, and they got really, really big. Uh, some of my friends tease me a little bit. They're like, well, clearly you didn't give them great advice because uh, they got hit there in, uh, in 2009. I go, I don't know if that's all my fault, but, uh, we, you know, nobody could stop the Apple train from hitting, you know. Um, so um, I did some consulting for them, market research. We did studies all over the United States, all over Canada, really surveying the population and finding out what they liked about BlackBerry and what they didn't like about it, presenting those results to senior management. So that was a really good exposure for me. And then I thought to myself, you know, I've, I've, I've been on the end of this side of the world where I give it, you know, I'm looking at other people's business and I think it's time for me to start to kind of go into my own business. I was in Manhattan, you know, just, um, you know, in New York City and I was walking by this amazing store. It was a small little retail store called Andrew's Ties and it was a chain from Italy. And I was very into fashion and I was very into suits and I was very into ties back then. 
not so much now. My wife teases me. She, when we were first dating, she always said, "Oh, I think I, I think you sleep in suits." And now I live in Florida, and she's like, "Sam, do you? Ever, when was the last time you wore a suit?" You know. Like, so, <laughs> so I've definitely changed my uh, my habits a little bit. But I was very into suits and ties, and this was a small little accessory store from Milan, from Italy. And I and I got the rights to bring that. And I opened the store and we sold menswear and it became a very popular store in Toronto and we were selling high quality menswear. Um, I noticed that the store only really catered to small demographics of people, very high net worth ex executives or high income executives. And I said to myself, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of people walking by. Why am I only getting a male and B high income? What, you know, why can't this store be accessible to everybody? At that time, I had just recently got married. My wife was in advertising, and we we kind of branded the name Socrates as kind of like, what does your socks say about you, you know? Um, and we went to China at the time, and we found a manufacturer. We started bringing in our own socks, and they started to sell extremely well. And when I say extremely well, I had a tree in the front of my store, little store, 800-square-foot store, that held 700 pairs of socks. And I, me and the staff, we'd probably have to replace that tree during Christmas season five, six times a day. I mean, it was crazy. There were lineups for these socks, colorful design. And we had designers designing them, high quality. They weren't cheap, to be honest, but there was just such a demand. That was in like 2013, 2014. And we were doing very well. We were just doing very well. We were doing so well that companies started coming to us and saying, who makes these socks? And we told them we did. And they said, hey, Sam, you know, I'm Dell. I'm going to a trade show in January, a couple of months. Can you make me my own line of socks? And that's how we got into the business. It was actually a customers coming to us and expressing a need and us just reacting to the need. And we didn't have any formal systems in place like we do now. And we would just design it. You know, the, 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 the manager of my store, luckily, was also an art degree. She had an art degree. So she learned Adobe Illustrator and she kind of just figured out how to design it. And, and from there, she she's now my vice president of design in the company. Um, and she, you know, she's now, you know, we don't have retail anymore. So she's with me in, on, the, on this side of the business. Um, and she's very successful in the business. And uh, she came up with all the systems of how to design and, and how to create design boards and how to make a final board and all of these processes that we have in place now is because of her. Um, but back to the story is that these companies were coming to us and we started doing the orders, you know, and then in 2018, we had a flood where we had to rebuild the store and we just, you know, we did rebuild the store in a year, but we went all online with the socks. Companies started coming us to us from all over the world, UK, Israel, Australia, Germany, France, you know, I, I think I got one deal in Italy, even though we produce it in Italy now. Uh, and Canada and the U.S. And we just started producing for everybody in the world, you know, all over the world. We now have a team of around 15 employees who are full-time on this business. We've pivoted out of retail. So it's a, it's just a, it's just a process. Like, you know, you go through different things in life and they will bring you to your next kind of like step. I like to think of it, it's almost like a boat and your boat has stops along the way, right? And, you know, no, I would have never guessed when I was management consulting out of business school that I would be running a retail store and then I would be running a custom socks business. Like that doesn't, that's not the normal route, but it's not even a route, but like 
it just kind of happened. Everything kind of, you know, stepped on top of each other and then we put it all together. So, so that's, that's us, that's me. And then, you know, that's, that's kind of how we grew and we're continuing to grow the business and we're continuing to service clients all over the world. You know, there's a part of your story that I really love, which is the, you know, the person that was uh, managing your retail store and doing a little bit of design work ends up as vice president of your company. Uh, no, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I I like to say, you know, the luckiest day in my life was when I met my wife, right? But the second luckiest day was that the manager of my store also had an art degree because if she didn't have that art degree, we wouldn't have been able to do this so easily. She had the skills in-house and now she's, you know, again, vice president, she has a whole team of designers, you know, so no, it, it was definitely very, uh, you know, I don't know, lucky or, you know, it was much good, 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 uh, good fate there, you know. Well, it also is uh, a gift that many of us as entrepreneurs have, which is to see possibility in people yeah. and then give them the space, give them the support. I'm sure there were some rough moments along the way, but uh, obviously based upon her still being with you and in a really responsible role. In a, yeah, in a, well, definitely in a lots of, I mean, you know, the story I told sounds really good, but there's definitely lots of bumps along the way and those bumps are important and there's continually, there's always bumps, right? So you just have to kind of persevere and learn from them and, and kind of keep going and, 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 and you'll keep growing, right? Uh, is there one that, where you felt that you really learned the most, uh, where you shifted a perspective or a, a way of approaching a life and those bumps? Did you have one that really got your attention? Yeah, no, definitely. I think it was, you know, there was a period of time, it was a November season where we, we or October, where we were going through a huge rush. And, you know, we were just, we, I kind of realized I couldn't do this on my own anymore. And I had to start hiring people to help me. And, and I'm, I'm so used to in the, in my career, kind of doing everything on my own. So if it was like packing the boxes, I'm packing the boxes. If it's, uh, shipping and all this stuff, I'm doing it. If it's project management, I'm doing it. I'm kind of taking on everything. And there was a point in the business and and where the person who was with me, this designer, where you know we were kind of like butting heads a lot and we were bickering a lot because it was just too much for the two of us. And we kind of realized, hey, look, this business is doing well, but it's bigger than us now. And we have to bring in people to help support us but not only that but support them socrates can actually support them like socrates can give them something you know um and we have this beautiful platform that they can come on to um and they can help us grow and we can help them grow so that was definitely a defining moment in my career it happened a few years ago where i said i can't do this on my own anymore i'm gonna need the help i'm gonna have to delegate i was never great at that and she was there and the designer was never great at that but we had to do that because it's one thing when you're doing 30 orders a month, let's say, when you start to get to 150, 200, 300 orders a month, you can't really rely on memory. You need to have really good systems in place. And you can't rely on yourself being at a computer to do everything. Like you're going to just need to have a team that's really, really dedicated to what you're doing to be able to produce that kind of quantity. And above all that, you're going to have to have some really good technology in place and systems in place. And above all that, after all of that, as you know, 
you're going to have to have some luck because uh, it's still <laughs> yeah. hard. Even if, even if you have everything perfect, you know, it's still really hard to make sure that everything runs smoothly. So, you know, those four, there's a lot of factors, as you said. Wow. You know, that's, I think, wise counsel for all of us. Uh, something that occurred to me this morning, I, I try to read and spend some quiet time most mornings. And uh, but I was thinking about our talk today. And one of the things that I remembered was uh, the late president, our George H.W. Bush, uh, was uh, incapacitated in his later years and in a wheelchair. And yeah. uh, I've spent some time in a wheelchair because I've got a terrible knee. But um, when you sit in a wheelchair, your pants ride up. So your socks show. Yeah. And his wife, it's on YouTube somewhere. Barbara Bush gave a speech once where she showed slides in all kinds of different settings, showing off his wild socks. Yeah. And this was yeah. a time when we were still in suits. We were still being really conservative. You know, we all had the black socks and the brown socks. And that was maybe a little bit of a pattern. That was it. But she called attention to the fact that his maturing years, from her standpoint, showed that he was maturing in other ways. Yeah. Uh, you know, that he was now wearing these wild socks. And he was in his 80s at the time. Yeah, uh, we we heard a lot about that. Um, and we definitely picked up business because of that. Because it, beca it was, became like a thing, like these colorful socks. He was all over the news and the news reporting them out. And it became like kind of like a, a talking point. And that's really the power of the sock is that it's a way to kind of, it's a conversation starter. Oh, cool, cute socks, you know? And <laughs> and when you give it to somebody, they could say, oh, I wore them. They were really comfortable. It's, it's just a conversation starter. Business is all about people to people, right? And, and at the end of the day, how you uh, connect with people. And if this little tool can help you connect with people, even 10%, then it's a powerful tool, you know? Well, that pivot that you talked about, about allowing other people in and delegating, uh, you know, maybe maybe it, maybe the culture would not have changed and you'd still be successful if you started letting other people who can do some things better than you and uh, and a better use of your time. I know you have a family to go to go home to um, and and without systems, without those procedures, Without technology today, uh, you don't have that free time. You're you're no. totally totally engaged in what you're doing, and and it's a trap for entrepreneurs that we stay stuck doing everything ourselves. Right, and sometimes what that leads to is you have a really good business and you've lost the excitement of the business because you're so run down with these everyday tasks mm -hmm. and you have this amazing business and it's doing great, but you don't love it because you view your business. It's almost like a negative association. Like, Oh, but I'm the one who has to stay up at 2am and email people back. And I'm the one who has to do this. And I'm the one. And it kind of runs you down a little bit versus when you delegate properly, um, you're still doing a lot of work. There's no, there's no way around that. I mean, as you know, you, you have to work hard, but you're kind of working hard in a, in a very uh, systemized way where everybody is working and doing their part. And then you actually end up loving the business a lot more, you know, so it's exactly. not just, it's not just, uh, it, it becomes a big love when you start to work with other people and you see that they're passionate about it. I get a lot of 
excitement when I see how passionate other people are who have only started with us within the year. Um, you don't have to be in a business for since the, from the beginning to love the business that you're in. People can get that love right away. We've, and I've seen that in my business. There are people who have started with me in three months that love it and people who have been with me for, um, you know, Becky's been with me nine years and she loves it. So it's it's really nice to see, you know. Exactly. You know, I uh, made a commitment uh, some years ago uh, with my friend, the late John Denver, that we would live a life of no regrets. But uh, before, and I've pretty much kept that promise to him and to myself. Uh, and but before I made that promise, I had, I had a one regret that I just thought of, and that is while living in Tokyo, I learned of a consultant who was earning. This is thirty years ago, earning over a million dollars a year net. Wow. And uh, so I wanted to meet him. And a regret that I have is I didn't persist. He wasn't easy to connect with. He was a star <laughs> and all that stuff. And I was this goofy American. And uh, uh, but that's that's an excuse. If I would have persisted, I would have met him. But his right. story was brilliant. He worked for one of the big uh, uh, electronics companies uh, and in Japan, a retail store owner almost always cannot afford those huge deposits that have to be made to rent a shop. So right, right. they get money from one of the big people, Hitachi or Matsushita or Sony. And in return for that money, they feature their products in the store. Ooh. I mean, at 70, 80% of their products are from that manufacturer that put up the rent money. And uh, uh, so uh, what one of those manufacturers found out, it happened to be Matsushita, was that th this they hired this guy and what he would do is he would meet with the, and those were always mom and pop shops, he would meet with the husband and wife in their store after hours. And, you know, over time, maybe they've been there 10 years, 15 years, sales have drifted down slightly or a lot. And what he would do is have them describe the night before they opened the shop in detail and surface their passion, their excitement for this new company and their first sale. And what was the first product you sold? And they always I, remembered I and all that kind of stuff. That first sale, right. I thought for the consultant, what a brilliant approach to reconnect us to our passion. Right. You think that he's coming with fancy Excel sheets and all these graphs and all this stuff. All he's coming with is that human emotion of, you know, what did you feel like the day before you opened, you know? And he caused these incredible turnarounds and the client paid him a lot of money for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that simple conversation, but actually quite cleverly uh, uh, structured. And uh, oh, so anyway, I've always regretted not meeting him, but Here's a shout out to him wherever he is, or if he's still alive, I'm not really sure. But what a brilliant, brilliant approach. And a reminder to all of us that uh, ultimately, it's, you got to enjoy this work or it'll, or it'll, it'll uh, damage you. Yeah, that's it. And time's so valuable. So if you're spending time on your business or in anything that you're doing, you know, your marriage or your um, or your personal life, or whatever it is, you have to enjoy it. You definitely have to enjoy it. Yeah. Wonderful, Sam. Look, you've been fantastic. Thank you for sharing so openly. And uh, if people would like 
first of all, I, I want to encourage people to go on your website because it, there's an unbelievable, actually unbelievable variety of ideas yeah. there. People and, are surprised. They're like, how much can you put on your custom sock website? I'm like, oh, you'll see. There's a lot there, you know? <laughs> I mean, from con kind of relatively conservative all the way to really wild and everywhere yeah. in between. And some of it pretty blatant uh, commercial and some of it pretty subtle. I, I thought, and of yeah. course, that's it's what the client wants, I assume. Yeah, and the, and the good thing is they don't have to know what they want. Our design team will come up with the six to eight designs for you to look at complimentary. So we kind of jumpstart the conversation with them just sending them their logos. So it's easy to get started. You go online, you hit get started. We'll send you six to eight designs and, and you can kind of see your brand come alive. And that first design board that we send over, really the client is like, oh, wow, this is incredible. I've never seen our brand being displayed on such a unique like, product and see the brand come alive in a, in a retail-ready format like that. You have a, a unique name, and I'm sure people can Google and find uh, Socrates <laughs> or Socrates, yeah. depending on your point of view. Uh, yeah. But what I know the actual uh, website, if they want to go direct, is a little bit longer. Can you just tell people how to touch, get in touch with sure. you? Sure, anybody can reach out to us. Uh, it's Socrates, S-O-C-K-R-A-T-E-S, custom, custom.com, SocratesCustom.com. And of course, they can email me at any time. It's just Sam at SocratesCustom.com. And we'd love to hear from you. And it was uh, obviously very nice to speak to you and, and great to uh, do this interview. Uh, Sam, I want to wish you well. I want to thank you sincerely for contributing to our audience today. And uh, I, hopefully, oh, I wanted to mention this, one more thing. And that is, uh, you take orders, uh, most of them are huge, but you do take orders for as low as 100 socks. 100 pairs, yeah. You know, 100 pairs. And if people have a wedding or a family reunion or uh, a high school reunion or something like that, they can be customers, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we do weddings. Uh, bar mitzvahs um yeah we've even done some birthday parties yeah it depends on how big your birthday party is but yeah i mean um <laughs> done, you know even you know dental offices and doctor's offices anybody who really wants to feedback to their customer that you know thank you and and to see their brand come alive in the sock that's who the customer is you know it's a unique idea i love supporting it uh sam thanks again and all the best to you and yours thanks a lot thanks for having me Thanks so much for joining us for Conversations with Achievers. If you or someone you know would make a good guest for this weekly show, the details are at therobertwhite.com and click on podcasts. I'm looking for businessmen and women with a story to tell, stories that might benefit other owners and executives. If you got some value from this program, I'd really appreciate you sharing about it on social media and just mentioned www.therobertwhite.com slash podcast. Of course, subscribing means you won't miss a show and rating the podcast positively will leave Robert smiling. I'm building a movement here for leaders, leaders who want to succeed in business, succeed with their families, have fun, and contribute toward making the world a better place. It's special to me that you chose to listen. I look forward to connecting again next week. Remember, 
Reach out to me anytime with any questions or concerns at therobertwhite.com. Bye for now.